Good day and welcome back to Wager Rager. I'm your host, Rager Dutch, and I, I can't even put into words how excited I am to be back in the saddle for another season of Rager Golf. As always, joined by the fabulous Hobie Wager, another part of the Bad Boys of Golf podcasting, if you will. And uh, for our first episode of the new season, we've got a couple big things to talk about. We're going to talk about last week at the Farmers Insurance, maybe touch on a meltdown in the desert at the Dubai Classic, and maybe a few other little topics from the week in golf. But then eventually we're going to get into the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is live from Pebble Beach, California. Imagine that. And maybe we'll touch a little bit on the Saudi International, which is currently stealing some people from the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. At the end of this, we're going to talk odds. We're going to talk about our best bets. And I'm just excited to be here. Hobes, how you doing, kid? I'm doing great. Great to be back. Fresh season. I know the season started already, but we haven't really had a pod yeah. since uh, last year. So, yes, very excited. You mentioned, yeah, the Saudis are stealing some players this week. You know, hopefully they come out of the building and um, <laughs> don't go missing or end up, you know, chopped up in a bag somewhere. Uh, it's a bad I, joke. I but anyway, um, yeah. So hope they all have fun over there in the desert. But uh, we're, we're going to be on the coast of California, the Monterey Peninsula this yeah. week. So very home of three, uh, three courses. Home of Clint Eastwood. Mm. Is he going to be on the telecast? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like Weekend at Bernie's style. Uh, <laughs> but his son will be playing in the Pro-Am, so I'm sure we will see some Clint going on here. He also owns the course, but we will talk about that a little bit later. So let's get into it. We're going to get into some of the things from last week. Some of the things we saw may have been a big week for Wager Golf, Rager Golf, whatever we're actually calling this. <laughs> yeah. We had a winner. We had an outright winner. Like we said, we haven't had a pod, but we have been posting on the uh, – various social media platforms so hopefully you're following along and hopefully unlike hobes and i you got your bets in in time to reap the benefit of a plus nine thousand winner outright for luke list i mean any any specific thoughts about it the playoff the will zalatoris mysterious turn on that ball right before maybe you hit a grain of sand who knows um yeah great great pick by uh vostrain uh, I think I said in the chat that I had a had a rough NFL weekend, uh, mm-hmm. the previous the previous weekend. Uh, yes. So I only put a few bets in. I I missed the list unfortunately, mm-hmm. but did grab him in the playoff at even money and you know got some got some funds back. But got some bullets um, back in the mag. Yeah, I mean, uh oh, Willie Z. He's a. I'm not gonna say he needs to like win soon because he's like 25 years old. He's but, very much a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. But real quick, put on some pounds. <laughs> and he still weighs about 110 soaking wet, but he's 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 thicker than he was last year. That's good. Uh, but yeah, he's still a nightmare to watch putt. Worse than me. It's scary. To, to watch. He's not worse than me. I'm Correct. I, I, I understood it, but thank you for clarifying for the, the it, listeners. I mean, he 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 missed like a, a one and a half footer again and then earlier and then and then he leaves the putt on 18 the first, before the play. I think it was before the playoff, right? It, it sent him into the playoff, the one yeah, that he left. He left it like a foot short. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's an uphill putt. <laughs> yeah. but, you get uh, some shaky hands Lord, when I mean, you get down to those nerve putts. Yeah, who am I? It's, it's a very nervous situation. I mean, he was toast in the playoff. I mean, List knocked it to uh, four inches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's affirmative win there. Just a yeah. commanding win, if you will, in the it play. Was not- yeah, it was nice that they were able to finish it before it got dark. So, yeah. It's nice that you list. can 
you can come off the course, sit around for two and a half hours and, sh- and hit some balls and, you know, then walk back onto the course, birdie it, win the playoff, take home the trophy, get the hardware and the bag. That's a, it's a great day for him. And he was, he was hitting balls for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he finished early, early. Very. So, yeah. yeah. He was not really in the hunt coming into the day, if you will. I mean, obviously he was close enough, but he wasn't in one of those last groups for sure. So he gets his first win. Willie Z has to wait again for his first win, but that will come. I really do think it will. He's he just got to tighten up a little bit. Now the other thing, yeah, he will. Other takeaways I saw from what was it? The Farmers Insurance. John Rahm almost went nuclear and almost stole our hearts with that list plus nine thousand. But he's playing well. Jason Day was up in the top. I know we're going to talk about him probably a little bit this week, but it was good to see Jason Day rise from the dead. And Cameron Tringali. Also tied for third with John Rahm and Jason Day. All the men at minus 14. The tricky Tringale tried to give us some hope, but Liz brought it through for us and with better odds. So can't complain. I mean, how many times have we seen that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Tringale. But yeah. Maybe we should just start hammering top fives for him, which I am very much against as well-documented top five bets. But, yeah. I mean, he's never going to win. But he'll get, he'll, he'll get second. He'll get like three seconds or thirds. He has. I, I, I almost, I want to say that he's in the top five. No, I was going to say he's in the top five for top 10 finishes, but he's definitely not. Like He's always like, threatening, but he's, he's not closing it for us. For him, like watching List play his final round, he was missing like 15, 10 footers that mm-hmm. really have vaulted him. But yeah, you know, when it came down to it, he gets in there and holes a Sandy. So right. it's like, okay. Tringali does the same thing with the putting, except he doesn't hold the sand. Like he's, he's <laughs> no just always going to be there and he's just, he's always going to get beat, but top tens, know, top let's 20s. Bring a little top tens going on. I mean, I'm, I'm half reverse jinxing myself right now because I know we got to do it. It's going to keep picking them and I, <laughs> I play him every time. So. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I don't know if he's on our list this week necessarily, <laughs> but he was on our list for this tournament last week, last year. Yeah. So. You know, he's always in the mix with us, and he was on the board again last week. He was everywhere last year. I remember a lot of Yep. No, my last notable takeaway from uh, the Farmers Insurance, at least, is Pat Perez coming in sixth place solo. So <laughs> How about good to that? see Perez out there stomping around with some Jays on and just, you know, filling the bag again. you got you got to fill it up every once in a while. I love it. Yeah, he's that cocktail money. <laughs> I just saw his house on, like, something on – it's one of the golf things that they're doing, I think, through golf memes or PGA memes, the Instagram account. But they're doing home tours, basically cribs for golfers. Incredible stuff going on out there. All these pros, like their practice facilities at their home. It's a dream world. It's like the, the Mark Wahlberg cribs episode when we saw his golf backyard for the first time. All of them have far surpassed that. Full holes, multiple different shot angles. Use every club in the bag in your backyard or in out of your living room in some of them, which is absolutely phenomenal stuff. But yeah, enough. their lives are awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say and, enough gloating about the lives and, of the um, rich and famous. And I have to go when we finish. I after we finish recording, I have to go DoorDash just so I can keep affording. <laughs> I've already submitted my dues for this year, and I may be joining the ranks eventually. <laughs> yeah, you, your dues. So, <laughs> so I. <laughs> Can't help but be lucky every now and then. Uh, <laughs> terrible gambler, lucky in life. <laughs> Speaking about, well, not actually lucky at all, Mr. Big Vic Energy 
Victor Hovland takes the, yeah. uh, the prize in Dubai, the Dubai Desert Classic, in a playoff with Richard Bland. Boring name. But the, the biggest story, I think, was Rory melting down on the 18th hole. So perfect Rory right there. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know when we're going to see him win another big tournament. But man, it, it still feels like he can. It's just something's going on. Yeah, admittedly, I wasn't watching that, but I did see the replay. And yep. did he go bogey bogey? I think so. And one of them involved dumping one right in the lumber yard. Well, I saw that. That was 18. So so he was tied for the lead, I believe. He was and going then, into the playoff. On 18, he was and he part of the go, playoff. And he it bogeyed. looked like, yeah, it looked like he went. I might be getting this wrong because I just saw the replays. But it looked like he went for the green and mm-hmm. didn't even come close. So, like. Big left miss. <laughs> maybe, maybe lay up. I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, <laughs> maybe he just wiped it, but it looked like he came up like 40 yards short. Let's just say that it, he's just not the uh, second coming of Tiger that we were all told he was going to be back in uh, the day. Yeah, but, I mean, he'll, he'll win again. He, he's won. What did he? He won the players two players ago. So three years. I think it's been he's eight, won something else, but I think it's been eight years between majors is what I heard. Oh yeah. Oh, he's never going to win another major. That's. I mean, the field is crazy now, so I could see that. I mean, that's going to be difficult as well, but I don't know. I just always thought he was going to be more like just a, a major championship winner. Just I think it, I think he – I mean, he should win another major. I'm being a little yeah. facetious, but I don't think he's ever going to win at Augusta. I just don't. I don't see that. Don't, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't know why. I don't, have, I don't have any good like evidence to back it up, but I just don't think he's going to. His putter. That's why. That's why I don't think so. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I'd love him to win the jacket. I I like him. I know. Me too. He came close at the U.S. Open last year, didn't he? Close, but no cigars. Yeah, he did his regular thing on Sunday. Yeah, classic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So we yeah we <laughs> talked about last week a little bit. Next on the docket, obviously, is going to be the tournaments this week. We're going to get to the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. But before we get into, you know, all things Pebble Beach, an interesting topic that I saw, it's probably not an interesting topic. However, interesting to talk about the Saudi International, which always goes on at the same time as this tournament. Not only are they pulling, you know, 20 of the top 50 best golfers in the world over to the tournament, and they're not going to be participating at Pebble Beach, they're paying these guys extra monies to come over. So I don't blame them. If you're going to send a bag over before I even swing a club, I will swing a club at your course for sure. Any thoughts on uh, the value of the fields at either tournament because of the uh, the spread here? Yeah, I mean, there's just with the Saudi thing, there's a lot of uh, controversy, I guess, yeah, in going, sure. um, you know, because I mean, yeah, they're completely corrupt government or yep. country or whatever, and they pretty much murdered a reporter who was just reporting on them. Uh, I think I'm getting that right. <laughs> but, I mean, if, um, if we're not getting it right, we'll fix it with a fact check. Well, it's, <laughs> that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a tough look for, I think it's a kind of a tough look for the guys who are rich already. It's like, do you really need to go over there? But like the guys who are like grinding on tour, I'd yeah, go over. I don't care. But, but the I guys who are grinding on tour weren't invited. They're playing. Right. For, yeah. But they might've been invited if none of the big guys would go. This is true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel a thousand percent strong one way, but um, 
I mean, I get it. If they're getting paid to go over there and play. And I know I'm supposed to say that they should morally not go over there, but I'm not them. So <laughs> yeah, who knows I honestly on. don't know what the heck I would do. <laughs> the other thing too is, you know, we're sitting here dreaming of playing Pebble Beach. You know, we grew up watching Pebble Beach. It's one of the most iconic golf venues in the world. Also one of the most expensive rounds in the world. But we see Pebble Beach and it's like, why wouldn't you want to play that? Who knows? Maybe having Alfonso Ribeiro fucking walking around trying to give you swing tips. Maybe it's not something Dustin Johnson wants. So I guess some of these big guys take the choice to go across the seas. Controversy or not, they're over there. We're over here at Pebble Beach and we have bets for Pebble Beach. But we're not going to talk about them yet. What yeah, we are going to talk reviewing, about. Yeah, re- real quick, the guys are going over there. That's, that's a lot of people. And listen, a I'm a, uh, listen, I'm a coward. Like, I... <laughs> I like a lot of these guys and I honestly don't feel like being like, Oh, you're a scumbag. If you go over there, it's like, well, I, I don't think Tony Finau is a scumbag. Um, I mean, Patrick Reed's a scumbag, but <laughs> of, course, of course, I don't think Xander's a scumbag. Like, nope. I don't know. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, one <laughs> thing to worry about than what millionaires do with their time. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Unless they're, giving us money though then then we'll worry about it yeah and let's let's be serious every government on earth is corrupt and has killed people (laughs) yeah we're not a politics podcast but i certainly would agree with that yeah (laughs) there is blame on all hands for sure maybe some places more than others all right so i guess we'll talk about no one important is listening to me say this well, I don't. I don't know if anyone's yeah. listening at all. To be honest, don't want to get be, don't want to get flagged by the someone. <laughs> well, you're already the biggest menace on Twitter, so uh, we might as well throw yeah. it into the podcast space too. I do what I can. <laughs> all right, let's talk Pebble Beach. Like you said in the beginning of the podcast, this is the final multiple course tournament. So three courses, as you said. To be honest, from a gambling standpoint, call me a novice. I hate multiple courses for a tournament it makes it ruins a lot of the things. first round leader exactly right it ruins the little things that i like about golf betting actually i like a lot about golf betting but one of my favorite things is a first round leader and it's just not a, it's not going to happen at a multiple course tournament it's too ridiculous so let's talk very briefly about those three courses because we've talked about them on the podcast last year and probably the year before that so if you want an in-depth course review with some history, maybe follow us and and check out one of those old podcasts. Today, or maybe, or maybe uh, D Nice can you know pay to fly us out there. We can get some boots on the ground. Boots on the ground would probably be the best thing for us. I agree. What's, with the, you, what's the petty cash situation like? For wage <laughs> low. I think it's low, low? right now. <laughs> okay. I have a jar maybe of pennies next. over here. Maybe so. next year. Maybe if we can get a subscriber or two. Um, all right. So the three courses we know the big one: Pebble Beach Golf Links. Great course, par 72, about 6,800 yards, and was built in 1919. This one was designed by Jack Neville and Douglas Grant and redesigned by Arnold Palmer and Thad Layton in 2016. Like we said, one of the most famous golf courses in the world. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I think even non-golf fans know about Pebble Beach, so there's not much to talk about that people probably haven't beaten to submission already. The other two courses... Um, Spyglass Hill, also one of the most famous courses in the world. Every hole named after some sort of theme from Treasure Island. This is a par 72. It's 7,000 yards and probably one of the hardest courses in this rotation here. 
it's a Robert Trent Jones senior course. Um, we, we've probably seen a few junior courses because he's Robert Trent Jr. has built over 250 courses. So we've seen one of those for sure. But yeah, this one was established in 1966 and is still an original design. And the final course, which was not in the rotation last year due to COVID and the smaller field, is Monterey Peninsula Country Club and more specifically the shore course at Monterey. This is a par 71 and it's 6,900 yards. So still decently sized course. It was built in 1959 by Bob E. Baldock and Jack Neville. I don't know who Baldock is, but uh, the cool thing about this course is it was redesigned in 2003 by Mike Strands. Uh, Mike Strands died at the age of 50 from cancer, which absolutely sucks because he was a G of architecture. He only did 10 courses, but they're all just, they're pretty sick courses. Um, A couple of which are Caledonia, Fish and Golf Club, and Tobacco Road, which is one I think we've all heard about. So pretty interesting course to be back in the rotation. This was his, actually his last design. So cool little, little history fact there. As far as the grass goes, this uh, Monterey is the one that has different grass. They have bent grass and fine fescue in the fairways and the tee boxes. And the greens are Poe, which are rolling at a 12 on the stimp, which means nice and fast and a little bit bumpy. I'm excited to see some Poe in action. We've got Poe at both of the other courses and uh, ryegrass for the fairways and tees at Spyglass and Pebble. So not our normal course discussion, but we have three courses, a lot of information. Check out the Instagram. We'll have a little bit more of information available there on the courses. Um, but I think what we really, really want to talk about here is the actual Crosby Clambake itself, as it was originally known. This tournament was established in 1937, and the purse is 8.7 mil. It's a little different. I bet it wasn't that in 1937. This is a pro-am, which is the pro-am thing to me. I don't know how you feel about it, Hobes. It's like kind of an aside. It's fun to see some of the players, and I have a list of some of the fun celebrities that are going to be there, but I would just take a four-day golf tournament at one course. That's fine with me. Yeah, I mean, do you really even see much of it on TV? I feel like you always see like that hour highlight reel of the celebrities and that's it. Yeah. I don't really mind. All right. then. Especially, I mean, we get to see, I mean, we're going to be coming back here every six years for the U S open. So yeah, that's true. I don't, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I like to see uh Carlton, you know, from Fresh say, Prince. Carlton's one of the notables for sure. Certified golf nerd or Tony Romo, not word vomiting um, all over the telecast. He's, you know, he can't hear him. He's out playing. <laughs> I don't nice. know if he's on the list this year for some reason. Is he? He might not be. I know Josh Allen is. And we have Canelo Alvarez and Macklemore. Can't wait to see Macklemore's outfits dancing around on the highlights. Whatever happened to him? Is he still rap? I think so. But as of lately, he's gone full force into golf. Like, I think six years ago, he never played golf before. And now he's like an avid golf, golf enthusiast. And he yeah, just I know. Golfs I, I knew he golfs, but... I think I saw a video, an interview with him recently. He's not looking great. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get your clothes from the thrift shop, right? <laughs> Indeed. And then all you do is golf like us. Like exactly. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the uh, celebs, the real deal or the pros coming in. The 2021 champ, Mr. Daniel Berger, Mr. DB straight vibing on Instagram. Swear to God, I think that is the best Instagram handle any of the Pro Tour guys have. DB, great vibing. Just vibing, dude. And we will, like I said, have the amateurs back this year. So, what do you think? 
I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about odds. We could talk about the current standings. Which way do you want to go? Picks. You want to talk about standings or picks? Yeah, let's go for the picks. All right. So, well, oh, oh, standings. You mean like who's favored? We'll do the favorites with our picks here. Um, yeah, okay. And That's we have right. FedEx Cup standings, but everyone has access to yeah, that. Uh, we don't even need to do that yet. Yeah. That's half the people haven't even played. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the numbers and it's like, oh man, look at these guys at the top. And then I looked at like the amount of rounds yeah. played. I'm like, ah, understood. Got it. Yeah. We can check back in the springtime for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So let's break it down. I'm going to read out the favorites for this week. If you have anything to add, you just let me know and we'll just get into picks after that. Mm-hmm. First favorite is a guy that we are also betting on, Patrick Cantlay at plus 750 on FanDuel. So he's the favorite going into the week. Makes sense. I mean, he's probably the best golfer out there for sure. We, well, we'll see. We have Berger coming in at the second favorite. He's at 1,200 on FanDuel. Jason Day coming in at number three. Your boy Spieth at four. So maybe he's the best golfer out there. Tringale, number five on the, the list of favorites today. And then we get into the, you know, we get into Seamus Power, who I thought was a wrestler, to be honest. I think he was that WWF guy. Yeah, everyone's uh, hot on this guy right now. Yeah. And we got Mav McNeely, who's been all over social media. Is it Danielle Kang that he's dating? Yes. Great pairing right there. Uh, Jay Rose, who we're throwing a little shade at today, but he's number eight on the favorites list, followed by Fitzpatrick and Mito Pereira. Oh. Interesting favorite list. Um, not guys that we typically see in the top 10, but like we talked about, the guys that we typically see in the top 10 are in Saudi Arabia right now. Yep. Cantley's got a kind of Rom Rom numbers going on for this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's big like usually what Rom is. He's they yeah. usually have him in the 700. So yeah, I got uh I will be taking Cantley for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually was gonna be on my card as well, but right. post trade already has him. So if you want to go into most trades picks, can yeah, we'll that. talk about them. Like we said before the uh, the pod here, it's early in the season, so we're still learning some of these longer shots names. So forgive us if we get something wrong. But our Train model, the outrights, the bread and butter right now, the hot off the press win here. We have Patrick Cantlay at plus 800 on Caesars. Remember that we like to shop around. So each one of these came from a different book. We're going to give the book with that. We have Joseph Bramlett. At plus 18,000 on DK DraftKings, mm. the big book. We've got Taylor Moore at plus 12,500 at Bet G- MGM. That's a tough one to say. Bet MGM. Got Bet it. MGM. And then Smalley, who I always I already forget his name. Alex. 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 Plus 13,000 at DraftKings. We talked about Patrick Cantlay. We understand why he's in the list. Joseph Bramlett, long shot. But the model picks long shots. I mean, it, it. we've seen these long shots up here, and they're dancing around that top 20 and under. So I think uh, I might have to just go full force and blindly bet on some of these names that I don't know yet because I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to do it, right? I mean, there's, there's a couple big dogs in the field, but mm-hmm. I mean – it's like most of them are across the pond and guys can get hot. I mean, Luke lists like 36. He's number one. Yeah. He won last week. Yep. <laughs> like, and I think this field was stronger last week than it was this week. So yeah, it's uh it's long shot time. This is the time to get him in early in the year. And I think it's important to note why we here specifically at Rager Golf, 
while we like these long shots, uh, yes, anyone loves a good long shot and a win with a long shot for sure. But the way that our model works, it predicts the best value for these picks. So the number comes out of the model. And if we find something that it's better at one of these sites, that's when we hammer it. So just a little bit of background there. You're not going to see very many of the top favorites on a lot of our cards. Might see them sprinkled in and out though. Before we get to some props, let's talk about that Hobie card. Sounds like you got some stuff uh, dialed in for us this week. What do you got? Yeah, just a couple plays here. Uh, I'm going to go with Maverick McNeely okay. playing in the home playing in the home barn yep. this week. Yes, yeah, believe his I believe his family lives at Pebble Beach, and he grew up there. That sounds, um, that sounds so, shitty, doesn't it? Yeah, tough tough life. Um, <laughs> talk about relatability. But, He's actually he's been uh, he's been playing well. Um, he played well last week. Good showing. Uh, hoping he can roll that into this weekend. I got him at plus twenty two hundred. That's probably a little down from where he was, but shop around. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go into the long shot area. I'm just okay. I can't I can't quit this guy right now. And I think it's just because <laughs> I saw him win like two or three times last year, and he's always a long shot now. And he's only a year removed from winning twice. Okay. Stu, Stu Sink. All right. <laughs> Mr. Sink. Plus, plus 13,000. Like, why, okay. can't he, why can't he win at Pebble? That's long, but, I mean, yeah, again, the field isn't that stacked. I just, he probably ah, played it a million times, too. Talking myself into it, I know, but it's okay. Hey, that's what you have um, to do when you're gambling sometimes. You have to yep. talk the bet into existence. And sometimes you yeah. got to talk that win into existence. Yes. Uh, moving along, Adam Hadwin, plus 10,000. Uh, he didn't make the cut last week. But, yeah, again, he had a strong finish last year. I believe he – I think he finished runner-up at the Wyndham or something close okay. to that. Don't quote me on that, but I think, that's, I think that's correct. And then, finally, I saw this guy pop his head up last week. He had a top uh, – I think he had a T25 finish last okay. week. He was on my first card ever with Wager Ranger last year. <laughs> And he's going to be on my card to start off the season. Okay. At plus 30,000. <laughs> a guy a who finished top 25 last week is going off at plus 30,000. Peter Malnati and his goofy bucket hat. Oh, my goodness, dude. Before last week, for some reason, Malnati's name was standing out to me when I was going through all the, the odds and kind of prepping for the podcast that we actually didn't end up recording. It was prepped, though. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but his name was standing out to me. So I might take a take a look at this one this week. There's two shots off the lead on Sunday. Yeah. Or maybe three, something like that. I don't know. He was close, but close enough I mean, that he was on TV in that little bracket thing where it's yeah. like, ah, there's a shot. Yeah. So that's it's, what I'm going with. I'm not I'm just gonna go with straight um just straight out rights, and then I might uh check out a Thursday morning parlay since we'll have time since they're going out there playing California while we'll the morning to get prepped, have our coffee and then pick a matchup parlay. So probably Don't be shooting that out. Hate that. I had an intro prep for this podcast that was going to dub you Mr. Uh, always seeking a nice parlay. So that kind of, kind of fits in very well. I think I got and one last year. Sometimes it's all it takes <laughs> with this. Parlay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I love the Bobby card. Of course it's, I'm just pumped to see it back, you know? We've had oh yeah, up. I got a I got a tie parlay last year. That's right. All right, new group tied, 
at mm-hmm. like plus 800 a piece, which comes out to like uh, plus 4,000. I don't know, something like that. That's, <laughs> That's a good right. one. I remember that. <laughs> That's a money it was in the It was in the match play. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep following along for some of those Thursday plays from Hobie. Uh, we're going to put out some top 20s that we're not going to talk about on the podcast just because it's a long list and we're a little bit lazy about it. Oh, and, and the uh, miss and the miscuts. We will talk about miscuts. Let's get into yeah. that now. Yeah, we can do that real quick. Because yeah. I think some of those can be interesting to discuss. I mean, first one on our missed cut prop list currently is Justin Rose at plus 330. Now, at the beginning of this segment, we talked about how he is currently on the favorites list, but that doesn't mean all that much in this scenario. Here. I, lo- I-, I love this bet. I see. I don't. <laughs> but he's, he's not going to have two good weeks in a row. No, no way. I just every time I bet against Rosie, I, I, I it ends up losing and it hurts because I like him for some reason. I don't know what well, it I is. like him. I don't mind him. I just I have a hard time rooting against him, and I then I also have a hard time separating gambling from rooting interest. So that's why I don't like it. But I think it's probably a pretty accurate call, to be honest. This seems like one of those ones where they can. Should be a, a guaranteed top 10 and flail around and fuck you over by the end of the weekend. Second on our missed cut prop list, we only have three. So the second one is Jason Day, another guy with a pretty lights out week last week. Couldn't close it. He's playing a lot better than we've seen him play in the past. But we have him to miss the cut at plus 275. And I don't hate that one at all. I, I actually I, love that. I don't one. either. I don't trust him. Not at it's all. It's going to take a long time for him to earn back my trust. I will say he is one of the people on that series that I was talking about earlier in the podcast where they showed his golf practice facility. Whether he uses it or not, I'm not positive, but it is sick. I mean, he's got his family room or den, whatever you call it in your neck of the woods, is all a putting surface. And then it's like sunken down into like almost like an old conversation pit, but it's a putting green. And you step up out of that and you're on – a simulator mat with a simulator against the wall, but that's not even it. You lift the simulator, open the garage door side of the house. Somehow like the whole fucking house converts like a transformer and you can hit (laughs) balls right out of your family room onto a course with greens. And he's got, I think three different holes and you can literally hit every shot in your bag somewhere in his backyard. So hopefully he's been practicing, but I guess in this case, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't, dislike him i just feel like he's always hurt he's just he's always he's always one swing away from withdrawing yep and i feel bad because he has back problems like well i was neck and back but so i think a lot of love that he's back playing well but oh my lord like i i yeah i like the bet who's the last one the last one you're not gonna like at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last one on the card is Mr. Speed to miss the cut at plus 275. Hey, he's got a bacterial infection. You know, it might not be a bad bet. <laughs> he had to go to the hospital last week. That never bodes well for a good week of golf. <laughs> or it yeah. can become the flu game and he could just go nuclear. But yeah. well, do you this... think, as the world's number one Jordan Speed fan, that's, that's a tall, that's a tall <laughs> title. I don't know if I'm there, but. As Wager Rager's number one Jordan there Spieth fan. <laughs> what do yeah. you think? Do you think he's going to at least make the cut? You have no idea. Because right. th- this is when, last year, this is when he kind of got got back to form. Mm-hmm. He, I think I'm pretty, I know he holed out for an eagle. I think he had a hole in one. On this I don't remember that, year. but that would be Maybe a nice that, that might have, 
was that at waste management? I don't know. It was around this time where he kind of got it back and he was in the, I think he was tied for the lead or one back going mm-hmm. into Sunday and then burger. He didn't play well on Sunday. So this is kind of what catapulted him back to form for a couple of months last year up until the, up through the open. Um, <laughs> but I guess he's working on things and now he wasn't healthy last, like he literally was in the hospital, I think Thursday night yeah. and had to then go play the South course on Friday <laughs> and just get killed. But uh, I think, he'll make, I think he'll there. make the cut. I think he, I think he'll make the cut. He's one here. He's generally played decently. So I, th- yeah. I think he'll make the cut, but I might just hedge my emotions and take this bet as well. <laughs> I, I would say on my end, all bias aside, I do think out of those two, out of the three that we just gave, I think Spieth probably could make, has the best chance to make the cut out of those three. But I also think that there's a chance he misses it pretty heavily. And I think yeah, I'm going to take all the three thing. of these. It's, it's, it's always extremes with mm-hmm. him. Like yeah. he's either going to be in the final group Sunday or he's going to be like five over. I wonder <laughs> if, what if he falls into one of those situations that is pretty unique to this type of tournament, made the cut, but did not finish. There's, I think, eight spots, 61 through 70, that make the cut, but don't finish the tournament after the 54 holes. Really? Yeah, that's unless Wikipedia was fucking with me, but wow. that's also not where we get all of our golf information. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> well, it looks like we have a couple good cards. Like we said, we have a couple more coming out. We have some top twenties. They've been playing pretty well, as far as I know. Obviously, the outrights. We've I think we put up three cards so far. We're one for three. That's pretty good in my book. Both of us former baseball players, and one for three is money, dude. Mm-hmm. Again, glad to have the Hobie Wager card back in action. I think everyone should know by now that you can listen to us on any podcasting platform, but please follow, like, subscribe on all of them. That'd be great. If you want to comment on things, please do. We love comments. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about this tournament other than I'm looking forward to seeing Pebble Beach again. It's going to get me thinking we're just that much closer to playing golf ourselves. Yeah. Very excited. I think we might be able to have a new segment this year, uh, okay. I, I kind of buried the lead earlier. Mentioned that I'm I'm doing DoorDash to mm-hmm. supplement my income so that I don't have to quit my golf course. Um, yes. yes, you know inflation and all that good stuff. The motherfucker. Nice little letter about how they need to raise everything. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start tracking like the goofiest orders that I have to deliver. Okay. And my first one is I delivered just large fries from Chick Fil A. To someone who is probably six minutes away from the store. Wow. That is, I mean, I Large understand fries. those fries that's are it. damn that's good. That's it. But man, that's some <laughs> that's some next level. <laughs> I mean, to pay a delivery fee on, on some fries. The things, the things that these people will order. Unreal. Like just to get delivered so they don't have to get their asses out of their like chair and drive it a mile away. It's it's breathtaking. I mean, I mean, I trust have. me, I've done it before, but never. Oh, so like have one I. Small thing like. Oh, <laughs> I get like two sandwiches, and I plan ahead if I'm going to be paying a delivery fee and you know tipping, which people you scumbags always go to the highest. Thirty percent people don't tip. Always, yeah. Go I'm to learning the how. I'm learning how to circumvent little like schemes. Like the first two times I did it. I didn't know that I can see where I'm delivering to. I thought that was like a mystery, like, <laughs> like a little surprise. Oh no! Oh, I drove. I, I drove. Uh, I drove Indian food to some guy at, uh, near Kimberton Golf Club for three dollars. 
three dollars. It's a thirty-minute trip. <laughs> so, so what we're gonna have I'm to learning. Do, I'm learning. <laughs> on some of those, we're gonna have to figure out a way to tie that into a segment. Yeah, and just try to roll that into something bigger. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's legs to that. I think. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing yeah, we'll have to. I'll, I'll remember the the goofy orders that I have to do. Please do. We will have a DoorDash <laughs> Dinks segment going forward. That sounds hilarious. I love yeah. it. Um, we'll also have some golf on the course between you and I once the weather starts getting. Oh God, better. I can't wait. I know. Well, at too- least at least uh, late March at the latest. Yes. Yeah, we have a little bachelor party that we're both going to in Myrtle Beach. We're going to play a little Pete Dye course, and then we're going to get drunk and play whatever the next course is. <laughs> sure, we're going to be drunk the whole time. Yep. Well, we'll try. First <laughs> nine, we're going to see what we can keep between the navigational buoys, but no promises with this crew. All, all right. right. Well, I think we've said it all. I think we've uh, we've learned a lot about the new tournaments, and uh, I'm excited to keep this rolling. We're going to have podcasts every week, just like last year. Again, like, follow, subscribe at wager underscore rager. Hobie Wager, it's been a goddamn pleasure as always. Likewise, sir. Hopefully, Vostrain can go for two for two this week. Let's get the bag. Bye.